We are going live in three, two, one. Roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And my guest today is the franchise guide. He will explore with us the power of leverage and how you can use it for your business and ways to convert your current business into a franchise. Welcome, everybody. Giuseppe Grammatico. Thanks, Simon. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Giuseppe, and you said the name perfectly. That's that's perfect. So <laughs> yeah, how do people say say your name in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, it's Giuseppe, or it goes down to G. So it's a, it's a lot easier. It's hard to spell as well. <laughs> hey G, what are you currently creating? Creating right now educational videos um, on talking about job versus uh, being a, a business owner, the benefits of having a side hustle. Uh, who a franchise is for, who, who it's not for. So just uh, educational content for, uh, for anyone, anyone looking to explore business ownership. Who are franchises for? Franchises are for people looking to follow a system. Um, you know, people that want that unfair advantage that aren't so um, enamored, so kind of, you know, they want to know everything about the widget. They, they are for people that really want that lifestyle. So that, that vehicle to get them to, you know, not miss a soccer game, uh, just like I did in my, in, in my current situation, you know, never wanted to miss a soccer game, wanted to go to all the school events. So it's for someone that really wants a system and that output, that outcome, I should say, and not so much uh, concerned about the widget, the brand colors and all those other little things that go along with, uh, with owning it or starting any business. Oh, I love this. Cause they don't teach you that in business school, but building a brand, building a business is a lot of work. It might take you like 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You might even fail. Um, so who is this for? Do I need... So I have a spark that I want, I want to do something on my own, but I don't want... What is it exactly that I don't want to do? So, you know, so the, the franchise is for, is really for it's, it's business. I don't even call it an industry. It's a, it's a business in every industry, you name the industry or the investment level, there's a franchise available. So, you know, it's that real unfair advantage. It's for that person that wants to get up and running quick, uh, you know, go to training and, and, you know, start, start making money, start, uh, really, you know, following that system, generating money, building, uh, building something. And it can also be which most people don't realize in franchising, it could be a side hustle. So it doesn't have to be that restaurant that everyone talks about, the Chick-fil-A's and the McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's literally a franchise in every industry. So for that person who isn't sure that they want to leave their job today, they can have that side hustle. They can, they can have a mosquito spraying business on the side while you know maintaining their their full-time day job and then transition in six months a year two years whatever works for them you know there's no right or wrong answer here so so franchising is is really just a, a way to give you that unfair advantage a system that's been put in place for you and um going back to who it's who the the right fit is if you have no intention on, on following the system then maybe you don't want to franchise maybe you want to 
start something uh, for the ground up and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you really are committed to following that system, uh, go for it. There's so many different advantages and we can spend the whole, whole show talking about the advantages of a franchise. Because for me, the most fun part in building a brand is actually building the brand and building the processes. But some people go, no, no, no. Processes, branding, uh, no, 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 no. Give me something. Let me go directly, plug and play. And so what are some examples of people who started a franchise and how, how fast do they get into, um, into profitability? Yeah, so we, we work with, with people all over the US and Canada um, in helping them find that franchise. So I always say the, the franchising world is, is there's two worlds, right? The left side is, is service based where you don't really need a brick and mortar physical location. And a lot of those businesses, you invest in the franchise, you go right to training and you're up and running in as little as 30 to 90 days. So it could be things like a business coaching franchise where you're helping business owners uh, restructure after COVID, um, reduce their expenses, you know, help obtain their staff. It could be things, as I mentioned before, mosquito spraying, any, anything in that home service industry, uh, you know, doing work at a, at a, at a home, people are working from home. So the man's up. So it could be painting, it could be cleaning, it could be lawn care. Uh, so those are up and running relatively quickly, literally training and you're off to the races, the online marketing kicks in and you're putting together your team and maybe down the road, you kind of expand and, and get into an office. And on the complete opposite side, you have retail brick and mortar, and that's, you know, you're physically looking for a location. So that could be your restaurants, like we were talking about before. It could be hair salons. It could be salon suites where you're allowing people to rent a small space in your facility and run their business with one, two or three chairs. Uh, massage therapy and things like that. Those businesses tend to have a bigger ticket, bigger investment because there is a build out. You need to find that space. So, you know, you have to first find the space and, and work with the landlord, build it out, permits and things like that. So I always say a safe bet, you know, aim at six to 12, uh, six months to up to a year to get that business up and running. So if you really want that, that brick and mortar location, plan on spending some, uh, some additional time approved. Uh, there's been shortages, contractors are behind, so it takes a little bit longer. Uh, but if you have that time span, great. If not, we've had people kind of as an example, start off with a service business and then their next business happens to be in, in, in a retail space. Maybe they, they, you know, go in and look at a, at a restaurant. So the businesses that had, don't have uh, to have anything uh, to do with one another, although there are benefits if you stay in your space and in your industry. Uh, so you have plenty of options. And, and the key part of all this, you need zero experience 99% of the time. That 1%, you have specialty companies that you need that experience or that network, but the franchise company will, uh, you know, train you from the, from the ground up. Uh, you don't need any experience marketing. Some companies, you know, you want a, a sales background or a certain skill set, such as with business coaching, you want to have B2B experience working with other business owners and going out and, and obtaining new clients. But for the most part, no experience needed. They'll, 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 you know, they, sometimes they, they prefer no experience because they want to really train you from the ground up. And who should not pursue a franchise business? The, the people that should not pursue are the people that are not willing to follow that system. So 
I answer it this way, you know, why three, uh, the top reasons why franchisees fail. And so it's number one is you don't follow the system, which is silly because that's what you're buying. You're buying a system, you're buying a network, you're buying vendors, you're, you know, you get economies of scale. There's so many benefits, but it's not the right fit for everyone. So uh, the people that shouldn't buy or are one of the main reasons for failure is just not following the system. You get excited, you buy the brand, and then you decide to kind of recreate the wheel. Uh, second is money. You need to have money to open any business, which sounds like common sense. But, you know, in a franchise world, uh, you pay with a franchise fee. Uh, a non-franchise, you pay with your time. Sometimes that, that cost is even more uh, because it's going to take you much longer to get that business up and running. Um, so you want to have enough money for the business because it may take you several months. It may take you a year to become cash flow positive. But at the same time, if you're leaving your job time for this venture, who's paying your mortgage, who's paying your rent and for the kids school and the list goes on. So you want to make sure you have three to six months living expense on the side. You want to make sure you have some uh, working capital for that business. Um, uh, so those, those are kind of the two main re- and, and then the third is buying it just the wrong business. I see that all the time where you say, Simon, look, my, my, my uh, neighbor's making a, a killing with this particular franchise. I'm just going to buy the same thing to find out, you know, that particular business has lots of employees, lots of uh, turnover. And that's not something you wanted in a business. And you end up making a few bucks in the beginning. And then long, you know, long-term one, two, three years down the road, you start to get miserable because this is a business that you just hate because you're just dealing with constant turnover in that business. So it's really finding, and, and what we specialize in is really finding that match, finding the right match for you, for your specific situation that's going to be sustainable for the long term. What made you fall in love with the franchise world? Yeah, so I, you know, we owned an Italian restaurant. And I uh, loved the business. I just hated the hours. It was weekends, nights, holidays. So um, you know, went back to college. I'm first generation. Uh, my family's from uh, from Italy, and uh, went back to school. Hated the corporate grind. I felt like I was a number. So I said, you know, I want my a business, but I don't want to be a restaurant. So doing some exploring, I realized I like systems in place. Um, you know, I don't like to create the system from scratch. I like to tweak it. I like to make changes to it. And I had a business coach years ago, and uh, I don't know if you know the, the book, What Color Is Your Parachute? She said, the color of your parachute are systems in place that you can run with, which is the exact definition of a franchise. So I um, reached out to a franchise coach here in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, and uh, we started exploring. What do I want my life to look like? What am I looking to accomplish? And they said, you know, these businesses are set up to investment, training and i was off to the races uh in as little as 30 days and i said yeah i love that i love that idea uh let's go for it and it checks off all the boxes so i was not the creative uh, type to create everything from scratch um whereas it may be a great fit for others so that was the the draw for me you know something that's proven and i was able to you know be profitable and cash flow positive um you know quickly within 90 days uh, of launching that business Uh, but i didn't have you know, as, as, as to some people, I didn't have the, um, you know, flexibility to create the colors and the brand and every system, but I was fine with that because I just, I, that's not something I was looking for. So 30 days to get you up to speed, 90 days to get you to profitability. And how many days until you were 
out of of running the business, basically just owning it and enjoying it grow? Yeah, so for me, it it, it took a little while. Um, you know, eat, the brand I was particularly with was a newer brand, so some of the systems they were still testing out. So it took me a few years, um, and part of that was was on me. It was my first business; I own a hundred percent. So it was the letting go. So you know, we talk about learning things over the years and and making things better from one business to the next. So it was really giving someone control of the business with, with those systems in place, but allowing them to make some of those decisions when I was not available. So at some points I was a bottleneck in the business and I admit that, and we've obviously fixed that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it took, it took a couple of years to, to you know, learn the business and really transition into someone to hiring a general manager that, uh, got a cut of the profitability of the business. And that was able to, to truly run the business that I had a, a, a real, kind of comfort level with that I can trust so that if I was away uh, on vacation, I knew that individual could, can run the day to day. So, uh, so that'll, that'll vary. But at the end of the day, all the systems and trainings in place are great, but you need to, as the owner, you know, be able to empower that person and, and, and let go because you can't do everything. That's the most important thing. And so many here listening right now are like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm also the bottleneck. I'm also the bottleneck. And I feel with you. So, let's let's go deeper into how it felt and how you were able to remove yourself as being the bottleneck after one word from our sponsors what if your business would run well even when you are on vacation discover how 1600 business owners have regained their freedom using the strategy sprints blueprints how they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprints method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategysprints.com. How was your process of realizing that you're the bottleneck, but then actually letting go? Yeah, so I, I I realized immediately because I noticed that my inbox was full, and if you know the the the, the decision fell on me, so it, it, you know if it took me two hours to get to an email, I realized that was a, that was a two hour bottleneck, right? That was a two hour delay in the process. So I realized right away, but it was how do I go about fixing this bottleneck? So. When I did hire that person to, to run the day to day, my general manager, I, I told them this was we kind of we kind of left it very loose that unless it was uh, someone ready to cancel a contract or, you know, if there was any type of legal uh, situation or, or anything that was uh, that really just got escalated uh, to where I needed to be involved, they can handle it. But I, so we, we left it at that. I kept it very loose being my you know, first time business owner. And that did not work. Um, it wasn't specific enough. There was a lot of questions there. So we spent the day, we went offsite, you know, we, we left the office, we grabbed some lunch, um, you know, visited a few customers and we talked about, you know, just a process from getting a, a new customer to maintaining that customer, what happens in the event if there's an issue. So we talked about the entire process together. Um, where there are issues, where he needs to step in, where I need to step in. So we got very specific and documented it and said, okay, you know, these are the situations that I need to be involved 
I don't need to okay and give my blessing on every single uh, decision you make. Every decision you make, I, I, I had this con- I still remember the conversation is the right decision. And that was my aha moment because in the past, you know, he'd make a decision and right away I said, well, you know, I, sh- I, I would have done this differently. And I caught myself immediately because I'm giving this individual, my manager, all this authority and all this power to run the business, but then I'm critiquing him. So uh, what I did was I told him, I will back you up in every decision you make. But once a week when we have our you know, weekly meetings, I want to be kind of brought into what was going on and we can talk about ways to improve. I can always improve. Maybe that decision could have been handled a little bit differently, but it wasn't so much of a critique, but it was more of a office meeting where we all got involved. We were all on the same page uh, so that we all knew, okay, these are ways that we can possibly improve or, or ways we could have handled the situation a little bit differently. So um, I am not perfect by any means. I, I've learned a lot. I continue uh, to, to learn, but the key is you can't keep it general. You need to get extremely specific. And if it takes a day, it was the best investment I could have made. Got a little bit behind on emails, but I was able to really document. These are the questions. These are, you know, this is maybe other people in the organization that should be empowered. The bookkeeper should be able to handle X, Y, and Z and not have to you know, bring in the entire office on every single decision. So um, I think documentation and getting really specific really helped me out. Um, and it got better. Was it, was it perfect? No, there, there was always areas or anomalies that came up. We weren't certain, but it definitely helped. And I was able to really back off on the business where I was at, at one point, you know, able to go in the office just for just on Wednesdays for our, our uh, weekly meetings. Any specific books or podcasts where you get your inspiration from? Yeah, I mean, I was for a while it was all business, 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 and everyone recommends the E Myth Revisited, one of my you know books that truly stand out. But if I were to mix it up a little bit, uh, number one it would be Who Not How. It's a business book, but it's almost a uh, by Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, and it talks about the advantage that you can have. It's not about knowing how to get there. You know, I have a a 10 year vision and it's not about, okay, how do I get there step-by-step? It's who's going to help me get to that point. Who has already figured out the necessary steps to get there. So who not how very, very quick read, highly recommend, uh, recommended. It explains it all right, right there in the title. Um, another one is on the marketing side, which is my big aha. And then I'll go non-business. Um, they ask you answer by Marcus Sheridan, uh, runs the, Impact Plus. Love the book. It's a simple methodology. And the methodology is this. Be honest. Answer people's questions. Not what you think their questions are, but ask your clients, whoever you work with, your colleagues, anyone in your organization, their questions, concerns, and answer them 100% honestly. Put them up on a blog, podcast, what have you, and, and, and get it on there. And that's how you truly uh, build authority in your market, and, and most important thing, building trust. Uh, so they ask, you answer. Had Marcus on the show, awesome book. And then um, from a lifestyle standpoint, I, I like to to read about lifestyle, working out, uh, and you can appreciate this. Uh, the blue blue zones. Um, there's a there's about five different books. Uh, one of the blue zones happens to be in, in Italy, in uh, Sardinia, and it's a book about where seven blue zones, where the most amount of centenarians live and they simplify it. And it's not what you even expect. 
but it's all about lifestyle, how, who, where the healthiest uh, regions are in the world. Um, it's not about, believe it or not, eating fish. It's about a lot of the lifestyle. It's about eating plant-based. It's about eating a small amount of pork in, in their meal. Um, it's about having you know, your group of friends that your tribe, as, as they call it, and taking care of yourself. Uh, even even some red wine in there, which was which was cool. So drinking is in there. It's one of the uh, one of the recommendations. So the blue zones, simple, simple, simple way without getting overly technical about living a healthy life because that's that's what it's all about. So those are my those are my top three uh, recommendations right now. That's beautiful. And uh, what's next for you? What are you excited about? Looking forward. What's next for me? That's a good question. Um, I've been playing with the idea of writing a second book. I wrote my f first book and launched my podcast, uh, Franchise Freedom, right here in the background, um, back uh, right in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, February and March of 2020, uh, thinking about writing a, a second version of that. But my uh, right now, the, the, the real thing I'm working on is actual systems believe it or not. Um, I am an independent right now. I am not a, you know, a franchise owner, franchisee. So I am putting together systems in my CRM. I use a, a company by the name of Zoho One and uh, putting together and implementing videos that talk about everyone's challenges and, and common questions and concerns and things like that. But when people actually start working with me, automating a process so they get a series of one or two videos that walk them through one topic because this is a, a very overwhelming thing, learning about business ownership, or if you own a business, how to transition into franchise ownership. Uh, but so educational content to really inspire people, educate people. A lot of people rule themselves out. I can't own a franchise. I don't have a million dollars. You don't need a million dollars. You don't even need close to a million dollars to open a franchise. So we talk about funding and we talk about the different, um, you know, different ways to, to invest in a business. So what, what excites me is that I like to level the playing field. Um, if you're educated, non-educated, millionaire or not, um, anyone could potentially own a business if it's the right fit. So my goal and, and my, what, what kind of gets me excited every day is let me educate you. And once you raise your hand and say, yeah, that this works for me, this is what I want to um, you know, I want my life to look like, then we, we set up a call and we never charge for our service or our fees are paid from the franchise companies. So it's really giving people that rule themselves out because they feel like they don't come from money or they're not have an MBA or never even went to college. I feel like I'm giving you know, everyone a fighting chance. And, um, for those that are willing to, to, to invest some time and that's all it costs with me, it's time. Great. If you don't have the time, then I would say that the timing is not right for a franchise, you know, figure out where you can save some time and, and we'll have that conversation. And where can people find you? So you can go right to the, the website. So uh, Giuseppe Grammatico, very, very long one, you, you know, to spell and even say, so GG, my initials, the franchise guide, and that's G U I D E. So GG, the franchise guide. You have access to uh, 110 episodes of our Franchise Freedom podcast where we cover a great episode. Uh, I had uh, my buddy here, Simon, uh, on the show as well uh, not too long ago. We've had Marcus Sheridan from They Ask, You Answer. So uh, take a look. We have a different topic. You can download our, our book, uh, Franchise Freedom, as well for if you're stuck between that job and, and uh, you know owning that business or how to do both. Uh, we also have a webinar. So all free resources 
if that's too much to, to digest at once, we have 25 of our top FAQs exactly uh, from that book. They ask you answer where we answer exactly the, the questions I get on a daily basis. Top 25, I would advise anyone to, to go through there and, and check it out. How, how recession proof is starting starting a franchise right now? That's a good question. So, you know, everything going on in the economy, you know, it's, it, you definitely want to pay attention to the businesses and, and certain businesses uh, really are not affected by the recession, by the economy. Uh, so things such as uh, water and smoke mitigation and disaster restoration. Um, sometimes we, we all have opinions. I, I, I felt uh, when I started my search in 2005, that, um, you know, health and beauty and, and, and spending money on yourself was the, the way to fail the path to failure because the economy was going south. And I was, uh, I was actually really wrong. And I, and I admit that people were willing to spend their money to get, <laughs> to get through what was going the on. The, back times, in, the more people invest in themselves, right? Correct. Yeah. They start investing in themselves. So I was, I was, and that's something I learned. I didn't, I didn't know that back then. So uh, there, there are definitely going to be some industries that are going to be, be hit harder than others, mm -hmm. but that goes back to the system. And I would recommend going back to any franchise you look at, whether you're working with me or doing it on your own and asking the questions, it's all about question and due diligence, you know, asking number one, the franchise or if they've been around, you know, how to, you know, what happened in 07, 08, but recently we've, we've going through COVID as we're, as we're, as we're going through it, 2000 to 2001, 2002, what did the franchisor do to step up? Um, we've had companies step up and negotiate with landlords. That's an extreme case, but really figuring out the right business model for you. And I truly, you know, I truly believe this. If you find the right fit for you and you find the right franchisor, you, you're going to make it work. You know, the, the economy, the stock market, two separate things. Um, I know people like to kind of mix them together and they, they are two separate things uh, as far as key indicators, uh, but it's cyclical. So I started at the very bottom in 2007. So this is not, this is not textbook. This is not something, oh, I read this or heard from a friend. I started February 2nd of uh, 2007. Business was good. We hit 2008. Our business exploded. Why did our business exploded? because we had systems in place. We work with um, a lot of uh, large corporations, uh, our smaller mom and pops, unfortunately, and, and I never want this because we, we also own a small mom and pop restaurant years and years ago. Um, we're not able to, to make it through the recession. So they were, we actually hired them back on, some as employees, some as contractors, uh, and that's how we grew our business. And it's not because it's someone's misfortune, we were just getting, we just happened to get calls from, from other companies saying, Hey, we need our, our building serviced. Can you help us? Our previous company is, is no longer in business or they weren't able to, to maintain it. So we really leverage our systems. And what did I do? We treated people well with respect. Um, and I think uh, that goes a hell of a long way. Thank you, Giuseppe, for being on your show. And Hey everybody, Giuseppe Grammatico, the franchise guide, go get his stuff. Listen to it. Podcast. Thank you, Giuseppe. Keep rolling. Simon, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategy Sprints blueprints. 
how they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprints method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to Strategy Sprints.